0: Hello. Um, Well, when the first picture comes up, it's in honor of Easter week. Um, It's a picture of my kiddos with the creepy Easter bunny when they were babies. But like Connie said, I'm Shahira Stafford. I used to think I was so mean for putting them through that trauma, but I think it's just funny now. Um, like Connie said, I'm Shahira Stafford. I'm 36 years old. I've been married to my best friend, Eric, for almost 14 years. We have two children, Cole and Avery, who will be nine in July. My family started attending TBC when I was 12, and it's been my home church ever since. Let me start by confessing how scary it is to be up here. When Angela asked if I wanted to share my testimony at Espresso, I desperately wanted to find a reason to say no. I have a very small comfort zone, and this falls far outside of it. I also struggled with finding something valuable to say. My testimony isn't anything exciting or dramatic. One of those, I was saved in church when I was seven sort of stories. And a relatively easy life after that, praise God. So I wasn't sure I had anything worth sharing. But after meeting with Connie, she said something that I think I knew in my head, but hadn't felt in my heart before. She said that God meets us wherever we are in our lives as a daughter, wife, mother, and He can use those roles for His purposes. So that's my hope for tonight, that what I share will ultimately point to Him and maybe give someone a nugget of encouragement somewhere along the way. These are my beautiful parents, my favorite picture I have of them when they were younger. Um, like Connie mentioned, I'm going to start at the very beginning. I was born in Cairo, Egypt. I'm the youngest of three girls. My sisters are 8 and 10 years older than me. So I'm very much the baby of our family. My mom had me when she was 42. Medically, she wasn't supposed to have any more children, but God had other plans. The United States first opened immigration from Egypt in 1967. My parents applied and were accepted in 1968. However, the Egyptian prime minister at the time banned anyone with a postgraduate degree from leaving the country. Both with PhDs, my parents couldn't leave. It took 12 years and many reapplications later before their entry visa finally arrived in August of 1980, just days after I was born. They were given eight months to prepare, pack, and move their entire life to America, now with three young girls in tow. Their families initially didn't understand why they wanted to leave Egypt so badly. By the country's standards, my parents were highly educated, had good jobs, kids in private school, and my dad came from a pretty wealthy family. But they were also Christians in a very Muslim world. And my dad especially saw the writing on the wall, and knew that there would be no easy future for for his daughters in the Middle East. I know this picture's hard to see, but this um, was taken in the airport when we first arrived in the states. My brother's, my mom's brother lived in Houston, Texas, at the time, so that's where we first landed. It took several moves for different teaching jobs until my dad finally found stability and a decent paycheck to support his family in Topeka, Kansas, working as a research chemist for the state. I was three years old. My parents moving to America was my first introduction to God's goodness. From as early as I can remember, my parents shared stories of how the Lord watched over them, protected them, and orchestrated things for them during that very uncertain and scary time. Stories he brought, stories of people he brought into their lives, sometimes just for a short time, to bless my family. That built a foundation of faith for me and my sisters, and I'm thankful my parents didn't fail to use their journey to teach us how to really trust God with your life. And this is when we about the time we first moved to Topeka, Um, Like I mentioned at the beginning, my life has been relatively easy, thanks to God. Growing up, we lived in a nice neighborhood, attended good schools, and were involved in plenty of activities. My parents did everything they could to make me and my sisters feel as normal and American as they could. I started ballet classes almost immediately, and it quickly became my thing. Growing up, I was at the studio several nights a week and got to perform in many full-length ballets. I wasn't going to be a professional by any stretch of the imagination, but boy did I love dancing. I attended a Christian school through the fifth grade. We wore culottes to gym class and memorized a lot of scripture. Your typical Christian school 25 years ago, I'd guess. As a kid, I remember praying and reading my Bible pretty regularly. Again, I had good examples in my parents. Their daily quiet time was a sure thing. Even now, I can clearly picture Dad praying in the front living room of our house every morning and Mom reading her Bible in their bed each night. I wish I could say I've copied their example as an adult, but unfortunately, my prayer and Bible reading time is one of my biggest struggles. When I got to high school, though, things started to look quite different. I was a cheerleader with lots of friends, and most were not believers. I remember having a strong feeling of not wanting to be different, not wanting to stand out in any way. I was going along to get along, and my life showed little resemblance to that of a supposed Christian. I still went to church with my family and at home did all the things, but on the weekends with my friends, I was something else—partying and drinking. And that sort of double life pretty much continued through college. I surely didn't deserve God to watch over me as I made some really poor decisions, but I'm so grateful he did. My husband, Eric, and I both went to Washburn Rule. We didn't start dating until the summer after we graduated. I was already planning to go to KU and him K-State, so we dated long distance all through college and got married after we graduated. We both got our first jobs in Topeka and attended TBC together from the start. A few years later, we joined a small group, which, looking back, was probably the best decisions we've ever made together as a couple. It was through that group that God began drawing us into a relationship with Him. Just a quick note about my husband's religious background. His family moved from Indianapolis to Topeka when he was in the fifth grade. He was baptized and went to church with his mom and sister in Indiana, but that stopped after they moved. His dad wasn't going to church with them, and his mom had a hard time finding one where she felt comfortable. So his relationship with God was pretty casual up until this point. Well, five years into our marriage, we decided to start a family. Like most, I thought it would be easy. I had it all scheduled out. If you don't know me, I'm about as type A as they come. I would get off birth control three months before wanting to actually get pregnant to give my body time to adjust— We'd conceive in July because I wanted a spring maternity leave, and three years later we'd have another. It was the perfect plan that never happened. Because of a medical condition with me, it took us three years and four rounds of IUI to finally get pregnant. Three years of doctors, ultrasounds, and needles. Three years of wondering how we were going to pay for all these fertility treatments. Three years on our knees praying for a baby three years of wondering if God even wanted me to be a mother. Like I said, we were in a small group at the time, and God knew we would need to be. Every pregnancy announcement or baby shower invitation that came would put me in a hole for days, and since most of my friends were the ones getting pregnant and having babies, I really didn't feel I had anyone that I could unleash those emotions to. Even my husband, who God has blessed with a gift of optimism that I definitely don't have, couldn't understand or feel what I was feeling. But the friendships we had in our small group were different. We were living life together, and there was no way of hiding how I really felt for long. How thankful I am that God knew what we needed before we did, and provided people in our life that we could cry with, pray with, and in the end, celebrate with remember the day we found out we were expecting twins. During the ultrasound, the doctor said, I think I know why you've been so sick this early in your pregnancy. You have two babies in there. I immediately started crying, and my husband immediately started laughing, (laughs) which is interesting looking back at that now because I think those are still our go-to freak-out emotions when it comes to parenting. I cry about it. He tends to laugh things off. But out of God's loving, generous hands, his blessings are always more than we can imagine for ourselves. Knowing we'd probably be unable to conceive again, he gives us two babies from the start. He's so good. This year, the first year, was a total blur. I tell people at least we have it on videotape because I don't remember much of it. (laughs) Looking back, I'm pretty sure I was struggling with postpartum depression, but I was too busy trying to keep two babies alive to do much about it. The guilt for not being able to give my undivided attention to one child, for not being able to breastfeed, for going back to work, it was all a little overwhelming, but the pediatrician would say, sanity returns to the house when sleep does, and he was right. Now that my children are older and can do most things for themselves, oh how I'd wish to go back to those early physically demanding days sometimes. Because this emotional parenting stuff is harder, and the guilt when I mess up is worse. And yes, I know they are only eight. But I know that I can rest in the fact that God loves these children more than I do, and that His grace covers my parenting shortcomings every time. And He's given us another small group of fellow parents that I feel so blessed to be able to do this crazy stage of life with. This is our small group in Mexico, minus one couple who couldn't make it and we missed terribly. To wrap it up, I'm not sure I have anything figured out enough to offer anyone advice. I'm still learning how to live this authentic Christian life thing each day as a wife, mother, and friend. But how thankful I am that God is so patient that he doesn't get tired of me and he doesn't hold sin over my head and that he's always there Ready to meet. You are meet me wherever I am. Thanks for listening.